Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, when we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's happening at their companies. With us today, we're happy to have him back, Richard Sindrick. He's Managing Director of Primo Pharmaceuticals, the company trades on the CSC under the stock symbol PRMO, great, great stock symbol. And for our friends in the US under BUGVF, and for our friends in Europe under 8BV in Frankfurt. Now, for those of you new to the story, that's going to be a lot of you. The company's going through some transitioning. Uh, Primo is dedicated to the funding of rapid growth uh, in production, processing, retail, and branding of cannabis and non-cannabis natural health products. That non-cannabis natural health gives the company some great flexibility to do what it's got to do. It's already invested in several brands, pursuing partnerships with retailers, distribution companies throughout North America. Uh, and they're in the process right now of building their corporate roadmap. So here to talk about that is Richard. Hey, Richard, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, George. Hey, so look, uh, you've gone through some transitioning, smart transition, because with COVID hitting, people had to make pivots. We've seen, you know, otherwise un bulletproof, untouchable companies get hit by COVID uh, in their business plan. So take us through the transition that you've been going through as a company and where it's at right now. Yeah, like prior to, you know, October 29th, before we changed our name to Nutraceuticals, you know, we were heavily in the uh, growing of marijuana as well as hemp in the U.S. Um, we felt that since CBD and CBN were basically the end products of those productions, the best way to do it uh, to capitalize on the market was to get into the natural health and wellness market, what is what CBD is now considered a part of. So getting into the CBD and, and offering non-CBD products was the move, the pivot for us in, in changing our name from Bougainville to Primo Nutraceuticals. So it encapsulated a, a broader spectrum of products and options for, uh, for our brand. So basically how this came about was with the acquisition of Thrive. When we went in uh, and, and, and are looking to basically spin Thrive out, uh, it was because they, have a C, they had a CBD line they were already in the uh, some natural health product uh, companies already, and it was just a natural fit for us. And then following that was the uh, investment in Beauty Kitchen. Beauty Kitchen also is in the midst of getting spun out, uh, probably most likely before, hopefully before the end of the year, but maybe early January it should be trading on the CSC. And they what kind of uh, what? Hey, Richard, what kind of if you spin that out? What kind of dividend or dividend in kind could current Primo investors expect? It's going to be a most likely a one for one since we did the rollback. Prior to the rollback, it would have been, I think, 10 to one, but it'll be either two or, or one for one. But well, Beauty that's Kitchen- That's right. A great dividend for everybody, right? Oh, you own a share of Primo Kitchen, right now. You get another share. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Beauty Kitchen has turned out like they're an already existing private company. What they wanted to do was enter the Canadian market by offering their existing line and just simply adding a CBD component to it. Well, tell us so, about Beauty like, Kitchen. Tell us about Beauty Kitchen a little bit because a lot of people are just kind of getting reacquainted now with you. you know, yeah, Beauty Beauty Kitchen is based out of the uh, out of California. It was uh, brought together by uh, a lady named Mariana. She was basically running a do-it-yourself series of recipes made from common household items that you could find in your kitchen. And it basically blew up. She, she started this a uh, few years back and has a following over, you know, millions of users. So she'll basically now 
introduced Mariana by providing handmade beauty care and personal cosmetic products, but with a CBD component if people are looking for that. And our, our participation is basically holding their hand uh, and getting them trading on the CSC and retaining a small percentage of the company for that. And our shareholders would benefit for the more stock you have in, in Primo, the more shares you get of the beauty kitchen. Yeah, that's exciting. I so, got to tell you, it's great. Because to of the beauty it was. And then, and then, you know, out of the blue, here comes COVID and talk about rocking the business world. What do you do now? So because of the beauty kitchen relationship, they already had a line of hand sanitizers and we felt that it was appropriate and, and timing wise to introduce our own line. So we private labeled a Primo hand sanitizer. Uh, it includes lemon scented and it's got uh, aloe vera included in it. So it's definitely a premium product. Uh, we had a thousand of them delivered and we're using them currently as promotional items to pick up a, larger orders. So that came with the fact that we now we're going to have to deal with Health Canada and, and get an NPN number, which is a natural health product number. So we did receive that. Uh, that was in May of, May of uh, 2020. So that gives us basically eight SKUs. We can introduce another seven different lines of products uh, to the industry. So, you know, we're, we're basically now entering, have had to pivot. And because we're a natural health company, it was natural just to, it, it was convenient to just say, hey, let's get into the PPE market and uh, see if we can uh, capitalize on some of the, the transactions that are going on in that space. So that led us to rolling the stock back, unfortunately, to 15 to one, just so we can get, uh, you know, a realistic financing uh, in the future for uh, purchasing products. Um, so, you know, here we are in August and, um, you know, we're in the PPE space. Uh, significant development was uh, retaining uh, Dan Dequette as a consultant. When Dan, Dan DeKent reached out to us uh, once he saw that we were in the space through, you know, mutual friends of, of his and the company and said, hey, I'd like to work with you on your, uh, your hand sanitizer, as well as other PPE products. So he got into the PPE space after serving many years as an executive for the Montreal Expos, Boston Red Sox, Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, vice president uh, for the Baltimore or Orioles. I, I, I remember that name, actually. Yeah, so he he's become quite um, quite active in the market, and what he's done is he's sourcing, and he's already sourced and sold five million masks to the state of Maryland in the United States. So that could easily. How do you do that, Richard? How what's different from about his mask? Because you know, I want to make sure I play devil's advocate here, so when people are, are are at home are watching this, you know, they're they're really understanding the strength behind your team. It's not easy to win a, a, a an order for five million masks when there are a lot of guys around you know, trying to get to that market. So what's the differentiator for, for Dan and you guys? Well, it's not necessarily our brand. We're just basically going to be brokering, brokering large size uh, PPE products from federal agencies. So what Dan, you know, given the fact that Dan's got quite the uh, database, it was just natural for him to, uh, you know, get into brokering, you know, large amounts of PPE, especially if he's got contacts at the uh, federal level in, in, in state legislatures, right? He's also worked with, he's partnered with Crowley. Crowley's a worldwide logistics uh, conglomerate. They do over 2 billion in annual revenues. And he's got contracts with the U.S. Department of Defense and Homeland Security. So, you know, there's, you know, we're hoping to get a, a large order similar to what he did with the Maryland, uh, 5 million masks. 
And and what does the market look like for Matt? I mean, there was a time when we thought maybe COVID was under control and that PPE was going to calm down, but now it looks like uh, I, I think George, I, I really think up. this is the norm. I think this is going to be the norm. I, I don't see COVID going away right away. I, I know that it's tapered down, thank God, and I believe it will go away. But there's a new industry that's popped up here because masks are disposable. People are, whether it's this pandemic or the next one, they're going to be a lot more cautious. So this, this industry is here to stay. And with the medical compliance, it's now overload. So it, before when you could wear one gown uh, all day, you have to, you know, every time you see a different patient, you got to put on a new gown. So wow. this allows us being in the PPE market. Now, what happened was Dan, the Kent wanted to enter the Canadian market and recommended that we get our MBEL license from Health Canada. And what is that just for? It's a medical device establishment license. Explain why that was important, Richard. Well, before we were just able to sell the hand sanitizer as a natural health product, but getting into, you know, the PPE space says, you know, we can't be limited to just hand sanitizer. We've got to be able to provide gowns, uh, testing kits when they come about, gloves, uh, surgical masks. So that's basically what we're allowed to uh, uh, import are those types of, uh, you know, masks, gloves, anything to do with uh, the, the PPE market and COVID precautions. All right. So looking ahead, you know, look, 2020 has been a, a tough ride for some companies, you know, a lot of companies. Um, what does the rest of, what does the company look like as of January 1st? You know, you, you're going through the transition, you, you know, you received your natural product number, you're going to be spitting out beauty kitchen and you've just been issued your medical device establishment license. So you're still in that, you know, transition, but you're obviously moving forward. What does the company look like on January 1st? So what's the path, you know, cause you guys have been talking about building that corporate roadmap. Yeah. You know, the umbrella again is we're a nutraceutical company, which encompasses CBD products and any type of natural health products, including, you know, mushrooms as well. There's a lot of uh, talk about doing some, uh, some research and product development in the mushroom space. So that's something we'll be exploring and announcing some, some uh, releases in the, in the near future about that. But right in the, in the short term, I would say that given the fact that we're a natural health company, you know, we'll stay in this PPE space as one, uh, one division of our company. Uh, very easy to do since we've got products coming from Mariana, we can private label that. Right. Um, we're, going to be exploring uh, new products with a mushroom flavor to it uh, through Thrive Nutrition. Richard, thanks for joining us today, buddy, because look, you, uh, you've had your hands full, you and the team uh, over at Primo. So you've, you've actually done some amazing things. You know, uh, I mean, everything we just talked about, so I won't recap them, but looking really forward to you guys finishing this off, you know, exactly you want everything positioned. Uh, and show everyone that you guys were able to pivot and reposition the company really, really well. And it sounds like from what you've been telling me here, you, we're going to be on a few more times for the end of the year. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. I look forward to it, George. You know, it, it was uh, definitely challenging times, but given that we were a small company, we could pivot and move to where uh, there's market demand because if we stayed as a marijuana company, you know, we'd probably right. be in a receivership right now. Yep. You got it. Smart, man. Smart. Sometimes, People hold on to uh, people hold on to some that they shouldn't be hold on to, and they drown. Whereas you guys let go, pivoted smartly, and uh, look, 
definitely some pain that goes with that, but it's a lesser of two evils than it just uh, hanging on to an old broken business model at the end of the day. So congratulations yes, to you guys. Thank Thanks for being on. Going to watch you guys really closely, and I suggest everyone at home who's watching, listening, watch Primo really closely. Uh, you know, PRMO, great stock symbol. And for our friends of the U.S., B-U-G-V-F. But you know, really watch the company. Uh, good group of guys, smart guys who have been successful before. And, and you kind of see that at this pivot. It's not over, so it still looks like, you know, to people watching, it may look like it's not all the pieces together. But now that we talked to Richard, you can see how all those pieces are being moved uh, in, in order it's, to be- it's You know, it's really all coming together. We cut our overhead, very low overhead. And, you know, this was the right move at the right time. So you, you have to learn and capitalize and adapt, right? That's what we've done. You heard it from Richard. You watch Richard. Do due diligence. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.